You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Patty Bedwell, one of the elder care coordinators. Today, we're speaking about direct primary care, a new practice model for some family care physicians. Joining us for this discussion is Dr. Kent Loffley of Blue Ocean Family Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Loffley, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great, great. Well, um, let's start out simple. Can you uh, tell us uh, what does direct primary care mean? Yes. So honestly, it's very simple. It's going back to the simple types of healthcare where you imagine the family doctor making house calls and seeing everybody in the family. We're really just going back to this direct relationship between a physician and the patient without anybody in the middle. So to do that, the patient contracts directly with the physician, typically paying an affordable monthly membership fee. And then that covers all of the medical visits that they need with that doctor. And then that doctor is available as a personal physician for the patient, no matter what comes up. And most doctors who practice direct primary care make themselves available outside of just the typical office hours, giving their patients a cell phone number, that they can call or text if they have any questions. Wow, that sounds uh, that sounds nice. I remember as a child, I remember having the doctor come to the house when I was a real small child. That was very nice, uh, very very convenient. Um, I haven't heard a lot about it though here lately. So, how long has this model been around? So the the practice of direct primary care really started about 10 years ago with some of the pioneers working into this model. And then since that time, it has slowly grown as people have seen so many benefits from direct primary care, both for the patients and for the physicians. And so it's moved from just being a few practices that started in the Midwest in uh, Kansas City area to now there are over 2,000 practices in the U.S. that have direct primary care as an option. Oh, wow. That's quite a, quite a few. Are there uh, many doctors participating in, uh, in this type of thing in our area here in Tennessee? So there are. In Hendersonville alone, there are four direct primary care doctors. And then there are a few that practice in uh, Nashville, uh, Lebanon. There's some down in Franklin. And then also, as you spread out outside of Nashville area, there are some other direct primary care doctors. Wow. Um, do you mind me asking, what's the typical cost? Yeah. So the majority of these practices, again, are structured to charge a monthly membership fee. The national average is around $75 per month. So do you feel uh, direct primary care can save people money overall? Absolutely. I really think it can. So the majority of direct primary care practices work hard to be very transparent on the pricing, both with the monthly membership fee 
and anything else that comes up as a cost for people. Uh, so those who participate in direct primary care practices, they may have insurance, uh, they may not have insurance. It's for both, uh, both people. And really, it can save money because um, if someone doesn't have insurance or they have a high deductible health plan, right, then it doesn't, it, it may just take a, a, a visit to urgent care or the emergency room to cover the cost of a membership fee at a direct primary care practice. And those things could have been covered uh, with the membership. But in, di- in addition to that, there are other benefits that help people save money. So uh, direct primary care practices typically contract directly with a lab. For example, in my practice, we contract with LabCorp and we get uh, LabCorp's pricing at a huge discount than what you would pay just for cash prices. So for even people who have insurance, sometimes their payments to the practice to get their labs done is less than their copay to use their insurance to get the labs drawn. Oh, wow. So that's one way that they can save money. Uh, Mm -hmm. Another way is with uh, generic medications. So in most states in the U.S., you can, a doctor can dispense prescription medications from their office. Uh, So in Tennessee, that's definitely what you can do. And so in my practice, I'm able to dispense generic medications at a fraction of the cost for a lot of people of what they would pay at the pharmacy and save people money on the prescription medications, which is another way that uh, direct primary care really can benefit people financially. Wow, that sounds that sounds good. Um, you did mention um, uh, about the lab work. What about other types of health screens like, you know, your colonoscopies and those uh, annual tests, uh, mammograms, things like that? Um, yeah. Are- yeah, those are all important things to get done also. And so there are options to be able to get those at a much more affordable price than what you would pay uh, sometimes with insurance or paying uh, out of pocket without insurance. Um, just as an example, you can absolutely get other screening tests done like a colonoscopy uh, or a mammogram. Uh, just off the top of my head, uh, I believe a local imaging group does mammograms for $98 for people who pay cash for those studies. So it can be fairly affordable. Um, in regards to things like a colonoscopy, Someone recently went to one a large academic medical center in the area and had a colonoscopy done. I was told that their bill for the colonoscopy was about eleven thousand um, dollars. In contrast to that, we do have groups that we work with to be able to get people affordable screening for colon cancer with a colonoscopy, where you can get a colonoscopy for a thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, just as a comparison in pricing. So there are savings that you can get even doing those preventative uh, things, as well as like if you need imaging or things like that, uh, like um, an X-ray or an ultrasound or things like that. We have discount uh, with local imaging groups for those also. Okay. Um, so do you, do you feel though uh, people would be best served uh, if they used your services and still had uh, insurance for catastrophic coverage? Uh, you know, car wrecks, all those all those big medical expensive things that happen. Yeah, and this is a great question. I get asked this all the time. 
So it is important to have some type of plan if there was an emergency, right? So this is for direct, this is for primary care services, um, preventative screenings, if someone gets sick, if someone has a minor injury, but this does not co- cover hospitalizations or an emergency room visit. And for those type of things, you should have some other plan in place. So this does pair well with someone who has like a high deductible plan to cover emergencies, or some people use uh, health share ministries as an alternative to health insurance. That can be a protective barrier if they had a, a bigger emergency and then they use the direct primary care for their everyday needs. Hmm. Um, it sounds like uh, uh, the services would be beneficial to lots and lots of groups of people. I can see where the population that we work with, the elderly, would be very well served by having a doctor come to them as opposed to them going out to the doctor. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a great option for people mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, we the, most direct primary care practices do have the office location where people can be seen there, but it is also a great option for people who need to be home Right. They've had some type of injury and they can't get out to the doctor easily. Um, and then the doctor can come to them to get things taken care of. And the majority of these direct primary care practices offer home visits or uh, telemedicine to be able to accommodate that. Hmm. I would imagine uh, I would imagine you, you you get a pretty do you do you feel like you get a closer relationship or a better um, understanding of your patients going and seeing them in their homes and, and uh, as opposed to when they were coming into your office? Yes. I think that having any type of like this relationship where you get rid of all the middleman, if they're insurance payers or anything, that really opens up the relationship being directly between the doctor and the patient. So, and with direct primary care, the physician is working directly for the patient, not the insurance company, not a healthcare system or anything else. So being able to have that type of relationship with a patient uh, makes it, I guess, much more personal. And it also, it also opens up the lines of communication where you can both, like patients feel more comfortable talking about what their needs are, but you know, it's easier for the doctor to see what the needs are so that they can help with those needs that maybe the patient doesn't express openly. Sure. And, and you know, I've talked to many people who always feel so rushed when they go into the doctor's office. You know, their appointment is so quick and it's so hurried. I would imagine that um, the direct care coming to your home, I imagine, you know, you're not as restricted on the the amount of time that you spend when you go to see a patient. Yeah. So in the direct primary care space, we really are allowed to have more time to be able to take care of the patients, Uh, whether it be a home visit or a visit in the office. We typical visits are usually 30 to 60 minutes as opposed to a rushed visit that you may get in a traditional office that that's 10 to 15 minutes. So you really have time to discuss uh, what issues are going on and, uh, you know, really address problems that that need to be addressed that can't be taken care of quickly. So um, 
How does somebody go about finding out if there's doctors that use this model in their local area? Yeah, so there there are a few resources that you can use. I mean, you obviously can do a general search on the internet for direct primary care and your area. There is a map uh, website that people can log on to and search by zip codes, and it will show the local practices in their mm. area. And so that website is called Mapper, M-A-P-P-E-R, dot D-P-C, Frontier, F-R-O-N-T-I-E-R.com. So if you go to mapper.dpcfrontier.com, you can put in your local zip code, and it will pull up a map of all the direct primary care practices in their area. Oh, I can just hear the uh, keyboards clicking out there right now. (laughs) I'm sure that's what I'm going to be doing after we're done here. Um, Well, thank you so very much for your information. This has been really eye-opening for me. It's uh, an area I haven't really thought about very much for my clients that I could see would be very, could be very, very helpful for lots of them. So thank you again for coming. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I do believe that direct primary care is here to stay, that it is a great option uh, for people both young and old to be able to get very personalized health care that will be able to meet their needs quickly. And one other thing that I think is really important to know about direct primary care is a typical doctor's office will have between 2,000 and 3,000 patients. Indirect primary care, we limit that to a much smaller number. Most practices around 500 patients. And by doing that, people have longer appointment times, like we talked about. They also have increased access where they can get in typically same day, next day, if they were going to get sick or they have some other more urgent healthcare need, instead of having to wait weeks to be able to get in to see their regular doctor, they can see the regular doctor same day, next day. Wow. That sounds great. That sounds great. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, end it all for today? No, I think that that covers it. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast and to be able to talk about direct primary care. Oh, thank you so much for the education on it. Do appreciate it. And well, that's it for today's episode. Uh, Tacus McGinnis Elder Care Law is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Please join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 